Welcome to Ed Talks Minnesota, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations in the Twin Cities about issues impacting young people and public education and creative strategies and opportunities to support and advocate for our youth. Each Ed Talks features two compelling short presentations by cutting edge educators, youth advocates, students, artists, community leaders, and others who care deeply about young people, their well being, and success. Ed Talks is supported by generous grants from the Bush Foundation and Comcast. This Ed Talk is titled Igniting Civic Engagement Through Service Learning. An informed citizenry is the foundation of a democratic society. Through service learning experiences, students become informed citizens by researching community needs, identifying projects, connecting with experts on sustainable strategies, and applying their academic skills to real-world needs. Service learning answers the question, why do I need to know this, with students as the drivers of exploration and action. In this Ed Talk, Amy Moores introduces this powerful teaching and learning approach that not only meets the academic, social, and emotional needs of students, but also addresses the needs of our communities around the world. Amy is Chief Executive Officer of the National Youth Leadership Council, an international nonprofit committed to ensuring that all young people become civically informed and engaged global citizens. An ardent advocate for Youth Voice, Amy is a social entrepreneur with over 16 years of experience in service learning, youth development, and education. This Ed Talk was recorded in front of a live audience at Ice House in Minneapolis on February 24th, 2020. Good evening, everybody. Um, I just want to warn you, I do have the Minnesota um, bug, so please, um, I apologize for my voice right off the bat. Um, I want to um, thank you all for coming out tonight, and I want to thank Achieve Minneapolis for reaching out and asking me to speak on a topic that I'm really passionate about, which is service learning and youth voice. Um, I'm really fortunate to work with um, teachers, young people, educators, who are really passionate about making positive change in the world through service learning. And I really started to think about the theme of tonight's talk and what it really means to me. And so I want to just um, dig a little deeper um, into that idea of voice. So young people um, express their opinions, their attitudes. When we think about voice, we think about um, you can express yourself through song, and don't worry, I'm not going to sing. So, you know, even though this is kind of a rocking stage, I will, I do have to say that. Um, we can share our voice through the written word, through research. Um, again, there's so many different ways that um, we can express ourselves. Um, and then there's that idea of power. And a lot of times, power scares people. We think sometimes we look at power as um, a bad thing, but it's that expression of our, of our capacity and ability to share our voice um, through power um, to make change. Um, 
when I think about um, power, I was thinking about um, the young people in Minneapolis who walked out of their classrooms and um, were looking to make change around gun control laws. Um, I thought about um, Malala Yousaf and um, our young Nobel Peace Prize laureate who um, stood up and used her power um, to try to make change against um, the Taliban's ban on um, young women um, getting an education. So um, a lot of times power, we think of someone else holding that power, but that power really lies within us and it's something that we need to cultivate and really take ownership of. And then I was thinking about change. And change is something that many people are scared of, right? It's something that um, we, we tend to shy away from. We like to do what we've always done, right? We get comfortable. And it's that unknown. And even though change can bring something positive, um, we still, we like to stay with the status quo. So then I was thinking, well, each of these three words really, when, when you think about each individually, you think about the fact that they really are the foundational elements of leadership, right? Um, you know, they're leaders that set direction, uh, they create vision and inspiration, they guide us into the future, and good leaders um, and I think we can all agree on this, are ones that we want to work for. We want in our elected positions, and we want um, them in positions to make decisions. Um, and they're the people that we want to lead us into the future. And I often hear um, adults talking about students, um, you know, whether it's uh, teachers or educators or parents, that we want students to develop leadership skills. You know, we want them to, um, to develop those 21st century skills that we're all talking about so that they can get those jobs of the future. And yet we don't want them to lead now. We, we put up barriers and excuses and, and um, build out reasons why young people shouldn't be taking that leadership position now. Um, and I think if we admit it, um, you know, we, we don't want change. So students bring new ideas um, to, to these solutions or to the issues and we ask them you know, for these ideas, for their input, but then we don't want to see it implemented because we get scared of change. You know, um, in order for students to really lead the way, we have to overcome our own fear of their ideas, of their voice, and what they have to say. You know, um, we need to really think about and change how we engage with students, change how we hear students, and most importantly, we need to really change how we think about and educate students. Um, education, I think, is a topic everyone can has an opinion on, right? Like, we've all been 
through some sort of education. You know, we've had good teachers, maybe not so great teachers. Um, we've sat in a de you know, at a desk for hours on end, memorizing things that we could, um, so we can take that test, get that good score. Um, I distinctly remember um, learning the state capitals and doing pretty well on that test, right? And now I use Alexa, and she tells me what the um, what state Kansas City's in. So, um, so I think we have to stop and think. It's time for how we teach our young young people. It needs to catch up with the technology and the aspirations that we have um, for today's youth and what they need to know for the future. So if we want them to develop as civically informed and engaged citizens with the knowledge and skills to lead us into the future, we need to provide them with opportunities to do that now. Practice, right? We need to start to develop those skill sets so that it's not someday in the future, that it's now. And service learning does that. So service learning, it's a teaching and learning pedagogy. I love using that word, I just like to say it, it's fun. Um, and it supports um, students to develop as leaders by using their voice to address issues that they're passionate about so that they're making meaningful change happen in their communities and around the world. And there are lots of different academic definitions of service learning, but since you know I'm with NYLC, I'm gonna use ours. <laughs> so, we define service learning as an approach to, serve, to teaching and learning in which students use academic and civic knowledge and skills to address a genuine community need. So service learning takes students out of the classroom, places them in their communities, and students act as change agents to make meaningful contribution. And this can be a little intimidating for adults. Um, and for students, honestly, because we're asking them to do something that we adults haven't done, right? Like we haven't found the solutions um, to some of these problems, and yet we think, oh, how can young people, they don't have the experience, the knowledge to do this. But I would challenge as adults to remember that time when we were young and full of all of the ideas and um, possibilities of the world. And what if we had had the opportunity to take some of those really creative ideas and see if they worked? And that's what service learning does. It allows young people to learn and grow and take their voice and their passion and make change on issues that they care about. Um, it takes those endless creative possibilities and it applies them to real world needs. Um, sometimes students fail and that's okay, it's part of the process. They reflect, they learn, they develop you know, through continuous improvement. They're thinking about what they could do better and how they can learn from those failures. And when you stop and you think about whether it's poverty or climate change or education equity or you know, pick your critical world problem that we're going through right now, if we don't keep trying, those problems are never gonna go away. And so engaging young people in thinking about these issues now, that's, what, that's where that connection to, to learning really comes in and helps them become critical thinkers, um, thinking about world problems as um, part of this 
that they can be part of the solution. And I know when we start talking about education, it comes back to, okay, what about the math, the English, the science? And the beauty of service learning is that they can do both. That's what service learning is. Um, it's that connection between going out and making a positive contribution to your community, to the world, while you're learning math, science, and hopefully, if you're lucky, you're, you're connecting it to music and arts and languages. Um, so I want to just tell you a quick story, because a lot of times, you know, we talk up here about service learning, and people are like, I still don't get it. And so I want to tell you a story about a service learning classroom. And so um, we're going to call this teacher Miss Barry. And, um, she is a seventh grade science teacher, and she is, uh, her, her school is located, excuse me, close to the Mississippi River. And she is a, an amazing teacher. Um, she decided, um, she knew she wanted her, her students to get out, to get their hands dirty. And so she started thinking about, um, the observation techniques, the applied research, the um, basic environmental theory and botany that she needed her students to learn. And she was, so she decided to step back and think about, okay, what evidence do I need as a teacher to make sure that I've met the academic outcomes that I need to see in my students? So she landed, um, she wanted to make sure that they did a research report, that they developed a presentation, and that she was gonna um, grade on classroom participation. And so understanding what evidence she could accept, she got her class together and started asking them questions around how do organisms live and grow and respond to the environment? What happens when that environment changes? What's happening in our local environment that we should be aware of? So really started them thinking about what's happening in the community, but also thinking about the issue or the knowledge skills that they needed to develop. So um, this was an eight-week service learning unit, and the students embarked on this service learning journey. Um, they started discussing the changes that they were seeing um, in the park um, near their school. Um, they started investigating um, by taking water samples um, from the river. They documented local plant life. They um, identified pollutants that they found. Um, and then they started coming up with possible solutions. So they really, they dug in and they got their hands dirty and really looked at what was happening right near their, near their school. So then in partnership um, with Ms. Berry, they determined that they wanted to address in, invasive species that they found were growing um, on the park trails near the water. Um, and they wanted to um, plant new um, native plants so that they could address soil erosion and um, water quality. So they reached out to their local park service along with, um, there was a corporation that was involved and a local nonprofit. And the students began to plan and prepare for their service event. So they, um, they developed timelines and budgets and presentations and all of the things that go into planning an event, which th the folks here know a lot about. <laughs> um, and then six weeks after they started this service learning journey, 
the students were ready for their day of service. So they had invited um, the other science classes to partake in their day of action, right? And so um, the parks department had lent them shovels. Um, they got from a local home, home store that they had presented to. They got um, trash bags and gloves. And the local nonprofit donated um, native plants for their project. And they got busy. They, um, the students in Miss Berry's class um, were the leads for their day of action. So they led the other students and the teachers from the other classes and helped um, explain what was going on, why they were doing what they were doing. And they took ownership not only of the learning that they, all of the work that they had done beforehand, but the day itself. And they led the event. Um, and that's one of the remarkable things about service learning is that you get to see young people um, take on those leadership roles. So um, after this um, day of service, Miss um, Johnson connected um, with her students um, through reflection. But she also um, reflected herself that um, through this, the way she had connected with her students, um, reminded her why she became a teacher. So it was that, you know, they connected on this level, um, their, their love of what they were doing, that engagement. Um, it helped her remember that this was the reason she went into teaching, was to inspire this type of learning. And then as the students reflected, they learned, they, they learned what they would do differently, how they would continue, they talked about how they would continue to share this with other classes and how they would, um, they would do, um, engage more people in the process. And um, as part of that, they then um, developed a presentation about that experience and presented it at a school assembly. Um, and so many students were interested in what they had done and what they had accomplished that now, 20 years later, they still have a service learning club that adopted that local park and they're still doing, the entire district has classes that go out and are engaged in this um, service learning project. It's absolutely phenomenal. You know, so our connection to community, it really deepens the impact that the projects have on learning. You know, the students start to understand why they're learning what they're learning and how to use that now and in the future. And it's that power and voice that helps them make that positive change in the world. And it's really important, I can't emphasize this is not this enough, that service learning is a process. It's not the project. It wasn't that single day of action. You know, a lot of times service learning gets confused with service or volunteering. And, you know, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I'm not a fan of mandatory service. Um, I think the moment that you apply a number to what you're expecting students to do, it becomes something they can check off their list, right? Like, I'm done, okay, I've got, I've got my service hours for graduation, woohoo, I can move on. And that's not what we want. We want to ingrain service as part of who we are as citizens. We want it to be part of their plan moving forward. We want them to volunteer, to coach baseball, to, um, to uh, be on the PTA, to volunteer with a local nonprofit, 
to be an elected official, right? Like service is part of what we need um, to be to hold our nation together. It's the glue. And so by making it mandatory, by putting an, a number on it, we're not inspiring them for lifelong commitment. We're saying you get to check it off and say it's something that you did, that it's a resume builder. It, um, but service learning helps it become part of the character, the values that young people are developing. Service learning also helps students, again, I said this a few times, but it makes the connections outside the classroom. It's hands-on learning. Um, and really, I think it's important where service learning, um, it helps young people understand that they're not liberators of community, but rather they're working in partnership with the community. They're not doing for, they're doing with. And so I think that that part of service learning um, is often overlooked. And we need to step back and think about the fact that this is hard, right? It's hard work. We're asking educators to think differently about how they teach young people. And this can be in the classroom or in after-school programs. But this vision of learning, it flips the traditional classrooms. And young people see themselves, um, again, as change agents, but they're working together to solve an issue. So students start teaching other students. You start seeing um, teachers becoming guides on the side um, where they're facilitating um, students' self-discovery of learning. And we know this type of learning is effective because brain-based learning, like service learning, it works um, when there's active engagement in the learning process. You know, students are excited and invested in the learning because they get to choose the activity that they're doing. And that reflection, again, and feedback, it allows for that continuous improvement. Failure occurs, right? And they learn from it and they grow from it. So students become challenged by complex issues and they're allowed to engage and solve. And that's what we're, we're needing to develop as for them, for the, not just now, for the future, but now. And I would say service learning actually helps students learn better. When you use service learning as a learning strategy, you start to see growth in personal development. You know, they see themselves as those change agents, as leaders, as contributors to a better world. There's interpersonal development and social comfort. They work in groups. They come to consensus. Um, there's values development. There's academic cognitive. There's a ton of research that supports service learning. Um, but I think one of the, the greatest um, pieces of, of connection for those students is that they're, they understand why they're learning, what they're learning, and they're developing a new type of relationship with each other and with the educator. Um, it becomes a reciprocal partnership. And it's, uh, I think we can all agree that today, more than ever, we have to really, um, we're in desperate need of that type of, of development in our young people, of that type of skill set, and honestly, not just for young people, for adults as well. Just a couple more things um, I want to say about service learning. Um, one of the, another benefit that I think is important is that young people really get to start to explore careers and their own skill development. 
and it accommodates different learning styles. So I know I've thrown a lot of things of what it can do, but if I can ask you to remember just one thing, is that it shows young people that they can be leaders today, not someday in some different time, but right now. And that motivates them to do more and to learn more. And I think, so I know I just have a couple more minutes, but there I wanted to share with you, um, NYLC had the opportunity to work um, in an inner city um, Chicago school, and I think I'm on that slide. Yes, I am. Um, and this was an alternative school. It was a last chance school. So students there um, were either on the verge of failing. They'd been either kicked out of um, the regular public school or they had um, already dropped out. And when we brought service learning into the schools, when we began working with the teachers, um, one teacher said, when we use service learning, the students show up. And when you get them there, when you get them in their seats, we can teach them. So service learning is really that motivator to these students who never considered themselves leaders in the community. Um, they did a community walkabout to figure out what was happening um, around what issue they wanted to address. And they found that they had a handful of fast food um, options within walking distance of their school but no access to healthy foods. So as part of their classwork, they developed a community garden, and that garden serves not only the school, but the local community. And so that garden is still going strong today. So, you know, I just use this example as one to show how even young people who aren't in your typical classroom can be empowered by this type of learning. And there's a quote from Ben Franklin that I think just kind of summarizes this best for me. It says, tell me and I forget, teach me and I remember, involve me and I learn. And I would say, you know, service learning can be scary, it can be hard, it's a different way of thinking and learning. Um, but it, students do understand what they're learning, why they're learning it, they engage as active citizens who are informed, who go out and dig for the, for the information that they need to make good decisions. They learn from mistakes. And I think the question really becomes, um, for all of us, is as adults, are we willing to be brave enough to allow this form of change to happen in our schools, in our after-school programs with our young people? And we also have to ask ourselves, can we afford not to be brave enough? Thank you. For more information on Ed Talks, to watch Ed Talks videos, or listen to more audio podcasts, visit achievempls.org slash edtalks.